Hey everybody, it's your host Hampton Dorch, and my guest today, Jackson Olson, is an awesome guy. He's got over 900,000 people that are following his journey. And a couple years ago, he wasn't even creating content, and now he has worked for the MLB and traveled to all the different stadiums. He's a TikToker that has so many people following him, and he's inspiring young kids, and he plays for the Savannah Bananas, who are the most entertaining team in sports. And we're going to talk about all of that today. It was an honor to have him on the show, and I learned a ton from him, and I'm excited for you too as well. It's time for you and me to wake up and lead. The combo of sports and singing and dancing and all of that is, I thought that was only for basketball with Troy Bolton. Um, but but now we're seeing it with Jackson Olson here doing it for the Savannah Bananas playing baseball. This guy is living the dream, and I'm learning so much from him, and I'm so excited to have him with me here today. Welcome to the show, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Would you have ever thought that just growing up, being passionate about baseball, that you're getting to do everything that you're able to do right now? <laughs> no, no, I had no, no idea, especially growing up a very shy kid. Uh, never danced in my entire life. Don't have a dancing background. Don't have an entertainment background um, until I started TikTok. And TikTok kind of fueled um, everything that's happening right now. Uh, so, yeah. But to answer your question, no. I never in a million years thought <laughs> I would be playing for the Savannah Bananas baseball team. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's incredible. And, and you've been, correct me if I'm out in California for a little while. And I know by the time this post, it'll be later. But you're about to move back east with your family, right? Yeah, I'll probably be listening to this with my family uh, when it comes out. We'll be listening together. Yeah, so I moved to California back in early or uh, late January, and um, I wanted a different a different vibe. I wanted a challenge, and I feel like I've obviously been challenged playing college baseball my four years of college. Um, and growing up an athlete, you deal with challenges, adversity, but I realized my only challenges were in sports. I didn't have any really challenge like obviously school too and schoolwork and all of that uh but i had a schedule and like those those things kind of merged together as one it was like schoolwork uh friends baseball everything was like one thing so if there was ever a problem with one it was like i imagined it as it was the whole thing and then i'm like you know what i want to try something where it's not to do with baseball and school and social and friends i want to go out and move across the country so i moved across the country <laughs> and i just did Dude. it i literally just did it and i told my dad two weeks before i left i'm like dad uh, my Jeep, my old Jeep from high school broke down and I was like, dad, I'm, I need to buy a car cause I'm driving out to LA. And he's like, I remember, I remember this exact conversation and he was like, what really? And I'm like, yep, I'm doing it. <laughs> That's so. awesome, man. Well, I love that you continue to make yourself get uncomfortable. I mean, it's like you've, you played sports your whole life. And so you're used to doing hard things in school, but you're like, I want the next challenge. And so moving across the country to California, I mean, that that's big time. So, um, well, I mean, what has that experience been like for you? What's happened while you're out there? Um, what have you learned? I've learned a lot and I've experienced more. Um, I actually posted that on my story. I took that exact quote that I just said from a story I posted the other day. It's, it's been incredible. And I think the one thing too, all my close friends know this and all my, I guess all my, not just my close friends, everyone that follows me knows this. Um, I haven't really lit. I haven't really been in California. Um, I've been traveling. I went to 20 major league baseball stadiums this year with game time. And, uh, that was literally, I was gone for such an extended period of time. And then the college world series, all-star game, um, all-star game was in LA, but still, it's still an event where I wasn't home. Um, and then playing with the bananas. So it kind of taught me like moving out to LA, it allowed me 
to kind of say, all right, I'm on my own anyway. So I might as well go out and try all these new things. I know I'm paying rent in California, but like, I also know that opportunities are going to come. And I thought I'd be in LA for maybe five or six years. I didn't know. And I'm already less than a year packed all my bags, shipped everything back. And I'm already moving onto the next adventure. And I think that's like the coolest part of this whole journey so far is that I've been able to pack up and leave and just do it and just go. And I think that's just a really important part um, of my journey so far. That's so great. And I've heard echoes of, of this as I've followed you, but I think a lot of times in life we wait until we have all of our ducks in a row before we, before we do something. And the reality is your ducks will probably never be in a row. And, it, and maybe if they are, it'll probably be too late. And I love how you just said, I'm going to go. And even though it hasn't even been like a full year or so, it's like that is leading you to what you're doing next, right? So I just think just your willingness to take, to take a risk um, shows a lot about who you are. And I think we can all learn something from that. Yeah, I think it's like the build a plane while it's in the air. Like that's the, that's, you have to do it. You have to do it. It's like, you're not, you're never going to be ready. Like you said, like you're never going to be ready, but right when you think you're not ready, right when you think you're the most not ready you've ever been in your life, that's when you're the most ready. And that's when you have to just take that chance because it means you're thinking about it and you're compartmentalizing like all of those thoughts. So that means you are ready. You're just nervous. And obviously I was nervous and scared and I didn't have any really plan, but that's the time when you go out because that's the best time in your life when you don't have a plan you should be happy. You should be excited that you don't have a plan because that means you get to do whatever the hell you want. Like you get to go out and do whatever you want. And that's the coolest part. Man, you're right. I'm fired up. This is great. Okay. So let's, uh, it's not that hard to find and learn um, about Jackson. You know, he's got, you know, over 800,000 people following him somewhere, but like talk us through a little bit about start, starting as a kid, like playing baseball and then just what that turned into and, How'd you decide to just start posting on TikTok? I just want to hear a little bit of your story. Yeah, so I started um, obviously playing baseball as a, as soon as I could walk. My dad put a bat in my hand, started carrying around the bat, carrying around a glove, and um, he worked for Rawlings Sporting Goods for forty years. So he had a baseball background. He played college baseball. Um, and just an incredible pitcher. He actually pitched in the NAIA World Series. Um, and just wow. great. My brother played baseball. Uh, my mom's a runner. My sister played field hockey. So we were an athletic family, and that's where the baseball came from. And I played football, basketball, baseball in high school, and I realized very early on, like I was just playing those sports to become more athletic. Baseball was my route. Played four years in college at Hartford, three and a half years because of COVID. I never know how to say it. Uh, three and a half years, COVID hit, started posting on TikTok, um, and then it kind of the rest is history. And then I went to Stetson for my last year of baseball, in college, uh, worked on getting my MBA. I'm still halfway through that. And then, yeah, now I'm a Savannah banana, TikTok dancer. It's crazy. I never talked to any of my friends in high school, any of my teammates. I was the most quiet and shy person out of anyone by far. I didn't go to any parties and I'm not, I'm not like talking down on going to parties in high school. I just never did. I just never went. I don't know why I just never went (laughs) and, uh, very shy. But now, I mean, I like to think of myself as like, not the life of the party, but whenever I go somewhere that's like exciting, like I want to have fun now. And it's so exciting to be on a team that prioritizes having fun. And it's changed my entire outlook on life now where I don't have to be that shy kid. I can be outgoing. And whenever I'm in a group setting, I can actually be myself. And it's really cool. Man, that, that is, that is really cool. And there's so many things I want to talk about in your story, but 
it can't, it's just, it's not just casual that you said, yeah, so COVID hit and I started posting on TikTok. Like, obviously that has turned into something significant. So what did that look like in the early stages? If I scrolled back like a thousand videos, am I, am I going to cringe at some, at some of the first, as somebody that's trying to post on TikTok right now, it's like my video is still, I'm like, what am I doing? I mean, what, what has that process been like? <laughs> no. So the video, if you scroll all the way back to my first 10 videos, you wouldn't be able to tell if they were posted then or now. I have kept the, and I, I'm not like, yeah, I'm saying it, but anyone listening to this or anyone in the entire world can go back and look. So there's proof and there's evidence. So I'm speaking on the evidence that like, I have kept the exact same form of videos forever. I've posted 1500 videos. Every single video is me. Every single video is me. There's not one video where I'm trying to like compensate for and trying to be someone else or like be cooler than I am or whatever. Like that's what, that's my best advice too. You gotta be yourself because videos are going to become easier and easier to make when you're just keeping that same mindset. And like, yeah, videos are going to differ and like, you're going to be embarrassed to post and stuff like that. There's going to be a lot of variables thrown at you, but like, you just got to get over it and do it and just be yourself. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love that. And, and I never, I, I never thought that you like, would not be yourself at the beginning or anything like that. I'm just saying for, I think the message here is for anyone starting something, whether it's TikTok or anything in life, I think at the beginning, we we might not know exactly what you're doing, but stay true to who you are and stick to something. And then who knows what will happen. But when, when did this TikTok thing kind of start to gain some traction? Oh, man. Um, I feel like it didn't really ever hit a spike where I was like, Oh my God, like this is nuts. It was always kind of like a slow climb, like a steady climb. Um, I have to say going from playing for the bananas, I did gain a significant amount playing there. Um, we had our games broadcast on ESPN. Uh, there was a documentary out about the bananas. I wasn't in it, but like, it was still like the bananas were circulating. It was a trending, trending thing for that month. And, um, so that shot me up a little bit. But I would say when I just started posting at Stetson, um, that was when I started to actually gain like a, I feel like a loyal following of people because I was posting about my story more and I wasn't posting about my story. I didn't have a story like early on, like I didn't have anything to talk about. So I was just making skits. But then as time went on, I was like, all you guys following me, like come along on this ride, like come with me, come with me because I'm going to keep showing this story and trying to inspire you to have that same story. If you're younger, like follow along on this. And I promise like, it's not gonna, and I never said that, like, follow me. I've never said that in my life, but like through my videos, I was kind of bringing everyone along, like come watch how I'm going to literally derail from everything that I know and post on TikTok, make a fool of myself. And it ended up working out. So that's so cool, man. It's like, you've built a community over time and, and really helped some people now. If you go to your TikTok, the 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 one that's pinned at the top, that's maybe the best video of all time when you hit that home run. You got to tell us that story. Yeah, that was uh so obviously I was getting a lot of hate posting TikToks um and the more and more I actually tell the story, the more of it comes back to me and like the more it becomes more vivid of like what actually happened because I was just on a high for like a, a little while, like talking about it. Cause I was like, it was so cool. So cool. But now that it's literally two years, almost two years ago, I'm like, all right. So I was standing in the box. And before that time, 
it was so loud and it's at Alabama. We're playing literally Alabama. It's the craziest uh, experience ever. And people were chirping me, the dugout, opposing dugout, the fans, they're very close to you. I'm playing third base, of course. I'm the closest to the opposing fans. So they're all giving me a hard time. And it was so loud. And the one time it actually got quiet, I was in the box for my first at-bat of the uh, series. And I get in there, and it goes completely quiet. And all I hear is this guy scream, TikTok. He screams TikTok. And I hit a home run on that pitch. But I didn't know that he said stick. I didn't hear him say stick to TikTok. I just heard him say the word TikTok. Get in the dugout. Their media team is like, is like, oh my god! They're like watching, rewatching the video, and they're like, you got to see this. And it said, literally, the guy loud and clear. The guy says, "Stick to TikTok," and I hit a home run. And I was like, "Get me that footage, please, to God, because I need <laughs> you guys. Know I need to post this immediately." So, oh yeah, my gosh, dude! That have we found out who that guy is? We've got to find out who that guy is. <laughs> Gotta find him. Gotta find him. All I know is that the ball, and I found this out from a couple people that DM'd me afterwards, the ball landed literally like 20 feet away from him. So he was sitting down, and the ball like came down and landed like pretty much next to him. I wonder what he felt like in that moment. Like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that just happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And and that shows, like, whenever, whenever I've told people, like, yeah, I get hate on TikTok, they're like, oh, whatever, no, you don't, no, you don't. Like, yes, I do. And that's not the only time there have been thousands and probably tens of thousands of comments just negative towards me and i'm like you know what you gotta you gotta overcome that because if you can't overcome that you're done like if you can't overcome a little bit of hate then you shouldn't be doing what you're doing it comes with it yeah and and i actually want to talk a little bit about that i'm i'm gonna go on a little preaching for here for a second for like on behalf of Jackson here, because when we like everybody's life, let's say it's a box. When you choose to expand your box and put yourself out there, you're oftentimes going to get like two things. One of them is praise and the other is persecution. And I know that you've gotten a lot of praise. There's a ton of fans. There's kids that like want your autograph and all these people watching you, but you also get persecution a lot of times, probably from guys that are just incredibly jealous of you, honestly. Um, <laughs> but I, I do think that the persecution and, and I want to hear from you because you've received this way more than I ever have. But like to an extent, it might be healthy because it like if it's all persecution, that could be tough. But it, it like maybe that makes you say, do I really want this bad enough? Like, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Because sometimes it probably hurts. Um, and I think like if it's all praise, maybe that leads to more of an ego or, or, you know, an echo chamber of just like joy and everything like that. But I think like anything that is is worth doing or anything that's like really hard when somebody puts himself out there, there's going to be hate. And I, and I hate that, like, you've experienced that, but it's been an honor to, like, watch you push through and still keep doing this because you're changing people's lives. Is that is that somewhat accurate, would you say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like if you're not getting hate, you're not doing it right. Like, you're not do like, whatever you're doing, if you're only getting praise, first of all, there's no, there's not a single person in this entire planet that has ever just received only praise. Like, I think about a guy like Derek Jeter. How can you say a bad thing about that guy? Obviously, he's famous and stuff ha like stuff's going to happen, but really nothing happened with Derek Jeter. Like, he didn't do much wrong. He has more haters than anyone. People hate Derek Jeter for no reason. Literally, for the they don't even know why they hate him because he's a Yankee because he wore pinstripes. Like, if you're not getting hate, you're not doing it right. And I think that, like, obviously you're going to have – I don't put any opinions on social media. I've never put an opinion except for food. Food is the only thing that I'll give an opinion on. And actually – 
I'm doing a really cool thing next year with the bananas with food. That is another story. Um, but yeah, I think when you put any sort of, um, yourself into something, people are not going to like it. Like there are going to be people that don't like it. Do you think that some of that comes from, um, it's like a level of insecurity. Someone's like, Oh, if they're going to like put themselves out there and, and grow and everything like that, it's like, maybe deep down they have this desire to do that too, but they're, they're afraid. And so they're like trying to pull you back maybe to make themselves feel better. Yeah. Oh, there's a ton of that. And there's a ton of that. And it's, that's, that's basically what it is. It's people that want to tear you down. So they're like, Oh, one less person that I have to look at every day and see that they're having a great time with life and loving life because that's all I do. I just have a great time with life and that is it. And like, if you want to hate on that, go ahead because I'm still enjoying life. And that is just a, that is just what's going to happen when you're having fun because a lot of people shoot having fun is a choice. Like you're everything you do in life is a choice. And yeah, like decisions that you make might not be the right ones and it's going to hurt you. And you might take the job you don't exactly love, or you don't date the person that you love. Like there's going to be backlash of that and it's going to make you unhappy. But once you realize like you can choose and you can look into the future and be like, is am I going to love doing this in like three days? Am I going to love doing it in a month? Once you figure that out, everything else becomes amazing. Like I realized I wanted to play with the bananas very, very early on last year. And I literally was like, I'm making this happen. This is going to happen. And I'm making it happen. I wanted to be an MLB ambassador. I wanted to travel to stadiums and it ended up happening and I got to do it. And then like another goal of mine, this is like a random goal. I usually don't set goals for myself. Like, I, like except for being with the bananas and traveling to major league baseball stadiums. But one thing, there's a YouTube channel called good mythical morning. I'm not sure if you've heard of them. They basically test food and they eat a bunch of food and they have a really cool, it's like a TV show and they have, 30 million subscribers. It's like insane. And my, one of my goals and something that I want to do is I want to be a guest on their show and rank every banana food, every banana flavored food or every banana food. And like, it seems stupid and trivial and like, whatever. Okay. Why is that a goal for you? Like, because that's fun for me. That would be fun. And that, that would give me energy. And like, I love their energy and there are people that would match my energy and that in the end makes you happier. So like, it's literally just follow your energy, like follow what gives you passion. That's, that's it. That's literally it. There's no other way to say it. <laughs> like mm. that, that's awesome. Yeah. Man. Hey, well, that's going to happen and I can't wait to see it one day. Um, but I think a tip of advice, because I have, I have done this before and I don't want to be this person ever again. You go to high school with someone or you go to college with someone before they're like big on social media or something. And then like, say, you know, somebody brings them up and you're like, Oh yeah, yeah. I, I went to high school with them. And what did people so often say? I feel like people are like, oh, yeah, like, you know, they were all right or they actually weren't that cool or whatever. And I don't know if that's like happened with you, but nothing bothers me more. And I'll, I'll confess I've done that before. And I think that also just comes from insecurity. And who has their stuff together in high school or college? None of us know what we're doing. So, like, give somebody grace wow. if you, like, know something from their past and they're doing great now. I just think so much of this comes from, like, insecurity. So, Keep keep going, yeah. man. Like I, I I love everything that you're doing, and I'm sorry for any hate that you get, but I'm a big fan. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. You're gonna get like everyone's gonna get it, like I said. So, yeah. Okay, so um, I love The Greatest Showman. Like guys, I think I I was a big fan of Jackson. I'm not like the biggest baseball fan in the world. I think I am a lot more now. So thanks for that. But like when I started seeing The Greatest Showman stuff and 
the, the combo with the bananas, I was like, okay, this is legit. Where, I mean, where did that come from? I, I may have missed the background post of that, but like, talk us through like the greatest showman scenario. So I've actually never talked about the origins of my obsession with greatest showman. I only talk about how much I love it. Um, I went to see it one time in theaters, um, liked it, didn't love it. And this is, this is what happens with this movie. I don't know. Everyone says the same thing. Like the first time they go see it, they're like, okay. And then something clicks and you're like, I have to go watch that again. So I went and watched it again. And then I immediately was immediately was like, when I looked up and I'm not a big movie person at all, by any means, I looked up every website. Like, when is this movie coming out on Netflix or Disney or whatever? I will literally buy any platform. I'll pay as much money <laughs> as possible to watch this because that was kind of the turning point in my entire life. Like, I think the greatest showman caused me to have this life that I'm living right now because so many quotes and what the movie's all about is chasing your dreams when you have, when you don't think you have a dream. Like when you don't think, when you don't even know what your dream is, chase your energy. And that's what PT Barnum did. He, he didn't know he was going to make the circus. He just had a passion of entertaining. He knew he wanted to entertain people in some way. So we started out with like the uh, museum of curiosity and it wasn't really anything crazy. It was like, stuffed like not stuffed animals but like bit like massive elephants and stuffed things and uh in the movie i'm not sure if this is true or not but one of his daughters was like you got to make some you got to make it alive it, it has to be alive and i think that's really cool that like i've been able to make my dreams come alive and that's one of the songs literally come alive is a song in the greatest showman everything leads back to it and uh i don't know i think the message is great and obviously there are some scandals and with pt barnum and whatever like i know there's that stuff i've seen a bunch of that i don't that's not what this is all about it's not praising pt barnum it's praising what he did it's praising how he created this amazing thing that makes people laugh and is so inclusive and brings people in and it's like the runaways are running the night like that's how i see the bananas i see the bananas and jesse cole as like a kind of like a pt barnum where he's and he idolizes what he had, what PT Barnum does. And um, now that I'm a part of the greatest show in sports, it's like, it's absolutely incredible that this has been able to like come true. Golly, so. I honestly was not expecting you to like go into that level of detail, but now it makes even that much more sense. And that movie, it, it fires me up too. I mean, it's so good. The music is incredible. And I think there's a lot we can learn. One of my favorite parts, and I don't know like um, if this like actually happened in real life, but it, who's Zach Kefron's character? Like what's his name again? Do you remember? Philip Carlisle. Okay. Okay. So I, a leadership principle here is like the best leaders. They're not just, you know, building followers. They're really empowering and building other leaders and like that's what uh Hugh Jackman does like with Zach Efron kind of when he gives him the hat and I know that's like what you're doing with all of your content like there's so many kids that are watching you and like even people my age that are like learning and that's like another lesson that I loved from it too you know yeah no that's incredible I think literally the whole everything like this is me like that whole part about literally just putting yourself out there and it's just so incredible. And then obviously like learning from mistakes from now on, like it literally has every life lesson in there, whether you want to admit it or not. Like if you watch that movie start to end every life lesson I've ever been told and learn new ones is in that movie. It's it's absolutely incredible. And then the fact of like the greatest show, like the greatest showman, 
the bananas, the greatest show, the greatest showman, like Jesse Cole wears an all yellow tux and that's his thing. And I look up to him. Like you don't even understand how much I look up to this guy. I've listened to like almost every one of his podcast episodes. He has like over a hundred and they're all like 45 minutes long. And I wake up in the morning and I listen to it because that is going back to like, what gives you energy? Like that man gives me crazy energy and crazy creative like energy where I'm creating TikToks and I'm like, what would Jesse do? Like W literally WWJD, like what would Jesse do and how would he uh, make this? And it's just, it's so cool to be around a group of people. And like, that goes for everyone. Like I, I idolize Jesse, but I also idolize everyone involved in the bananas because they're all so creative. And uh, yeah, it's very cool how that movie has inspired me to like literally wear a greatest showman jacket on the field playing baseball. Like what, who would do that? Me. <laughs> Exactly. Hey, this is me, right? I love it. I love it. Okay, can you talk to me a little bit about Jesse, though? Like, I, I, I'm going to start listening to his podcast. I haven't before, but he really does sound like an amazing guy. Like, t- tell tell our audience just a little bit about him and, like, even where the bananas came from and all that stuff. Yeah, so it's actually funny. I can literally, like, <laughs> almost – I've heard his story so many times. I could probably write a book about Jesse Cole. <laughs> it's so crazy. He started out, um, he was, he played college baseball and he tore every ligament in his shoulder and realized he could never play professional baseball or major league baseball. And he was a really good pitcher. And then he got a coaching job in the Cape Cod league and he was sitting and watching the best players in the entire country play baseball front row seat. And he was like, I'm bored, I'm bored. And so he ended up getting a job um, as a general manager of the Gastonia Grizzlies at 23 years old. He was 23 and he got that job um, and he always wow. laughs about it. He says like the only way a 23 year old would get that job is if they're the worst team in the country and they were the worst <laughs> team in the country. Um, and then he just started trying new things and trying like grandma beauty pageants and just like really fun. Uh, he would go in the dunk tank every single game. He would go in the dunk tank and it was, it was like dunk the GM. And he started figuring out that like, he's not in the baseball business, he's in the entertainment business. And that's what it is. He's, he's an entertainer. Those baseball players are entertaining fans. Yeah, they're playing a game, but like the reason people go to that stadium is to get autographs, to have fun, to eat great food and mingle with players, hopefully. Yeah, they wanna watch a baseball game, but like that's, he realized that it was entertainment first. And um, yeah, and he just came up with the mantra, fans first, entertain always. And that's literally, everything to him and everything to the bananas that's in the, our TikTok bio for the bananas fans first entertain always TikTok's favorite team and that's it and it's like he uh moved or he went to a game they were the savannah sand Nats at the time with his wife and um they came and they they were watching the game there were like 100 people there and he's like this is a beautiful stadium a beautiful town of savannah like why is no one coming to these games so i don't know who we, who we talked to but he was like if this if this ever becomes available, like we're coming here and I'm creating a new team and there's the birth of the Savannah bananas. So, yeah. Golly, that, that is, that, that's amazing. That's such a cool story. I'm so fascinated by you guys. Now, do you see this becoming more of a thing? Like, like now that it is caught on so much, like maybe it's already happened. Is it happening in other sports or other areas of baseball or people trying to do it as well or? Yeah, so actually, I think it was Virginia or Clemson, one of the two, um, during their fall scrimmages, they actually implemented banana ball, which is our form of baseball, nine nine different rules. Um, 
And so they incorporated it. There have been youth teams that have literally been named. They call themselves the bananas. They get custom bananas jerseys. I don't know how many of them there are now, but like, I literally see it every day. I get tagged in videos every single day of like a new little bananas team. And so I think it's going to, and we're obviously going to have challenger series this year where we play independent pro teams instead of just the party animals, which we usually play. Um, and they're going to learn the rules and they're going to want to play. And who knows, maybe one day it'll be a league. I don't know. But man, that that's super exciting. A again, y'all are, y'all are building the plane while it's in the air too. It's like, who knows what's going to happen with the bananas. I, and that's why I want to be on this rocket ship. Like it's someone, I was on a live stream last night and this is going to sound absolutely crazy, but someone asked me, would you rather be a major league baseball player or playing for the Savannah bananas? And I had to start it off by saying like, I know my physical baseball ability would not allow me to play major league baseball right now. I know that. Like I, if I was 18 and like was asked this question, I would say major league baseball player. Cause I thought I had a chance. I know I cannot play major league baseball right now, but if I had the choice in front of me right now, and I had to pick one Savannah bananas, 1 million percent, not even a thought, not even a thought about MLB because it's literally like, there are some things happening that like not everyone knows yet, but like, there are some things that, you're going to want to be on this rocket ship. Like you're going to want to be on it. And it's, it's absolutely incredible. So yeah, it's crazy. Ah, uh, crazy, man. I'm, I'm super excited for you guys. I mean, I, I'm, I'm definitely gonna have to come to a game. I I'm in Birmingham, Alabama. I saw y'all are coming here. Um, I think next year, I believe. Yeah. So I will definitely be there. It's, I, I imagine y'all are pro probably playing at Regions field. It's like where the Birmingham Barons play. Um, that's, yeah. a, that's a cool spot. So I'll, uh, I'll come cheer you on, and when you go up to bat, I'll, I'll say stick to TikTok and so you can hit a home run. Yeah, definitely. It'll fuel <laughs> me. It'll fuel me. That's awesome, man. Well, I normally add at the end of these, like, where can people find you? But I think that's probably pretty obvious. Um, Y'all can find Jackson <laughs> on, on TikTok, and you're going to learn a lot from him. He's an awesome dude. A any any final words or encouragement for anybody before we hang up? Oh, man, just follow your energy. Like I've said, just follow your energy, what makes you – what when you wake up in the morning, like what makes you get out of bed? And if you're not getting out of bed, find something that makes you get out of bed. And that's it. That's literally, honestly, I'm 25 years old. I don't know the keys to life. There are no keys to life. There's no magic plan, but like, that's as close as you're going to get following your energy. So that's it. Good stuff, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, of course. If you know me very well, you know that three or more men singing three part harmony is my favorite thing in the entire world. And so I'm going to go back to when I peaked in college when me and my fraternity sang The Greatest Show because we were talking about The Greatest Showman. Listen to this for six seconds, and then I'll give you your action steps. Yep. I did that. Back to talking about Jackson, who didn't peak in college. <laughs> so five action steps. Number one, get out of your comfort zone. Try something new. Two, do not wait for all your ducks to, to be in a row because guess what? It never will be. Three, if you're getting some form of hate in your life, it's not necessarily a bad thing. When you expand your box, when you expand your life, you're going to get praise and persecution. The praise is good, of course, but the persecution makes you decide if you really care enough about it because sometimes it hurts but if you choose to keep going it's a choice to say hey i really care about this and i feel called to do this number four if there's something that you really really want go for it try really hard to go get it and don't give up 
That's what Jackson did to get on the Savannah Bananas. And I know that he would tell you he would work even twice as hard to get there because of how worth it is to do today. And then number five, go watch The Greatest Showman. I'll see you next week. Thank you.